So if you want, you can call me Richard. You could call me Richie. You can even call me Dick. Just don't call me late for dinner. That's how Richard's never late to dinner. He just hears that little jingle and he comes a running. Yep. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Richard. Welcome to Daily Chit Chat. Join us every weekday as we talk about what's streaming, what we're loving, where we're going, and maybe some obscure references. Let's Let's chit chat. chat. Off to the cat cafe, as it were. Yeah, yeah. This is a really unexpected American version of a British show, only because so much time has passed between the source material and this brand spanking new show. Just came out this week, came out on Sunday. Call Me Cat. It's on Fox, or you can watch it the next day on Hulu. Or, Richard, you said you just watched it on the Fox website? I did not realize that you could go to Fox.com or download the Fox Now app. And you can also watch that without a Hulu subscription. So that's nice for the people that don't have Hulu. All the cheapy cheeps out there. I hope your ears just perked up like a cat who heard a rustle of a scoop into some dry food. So, uh, yeah, call me cat. The star is Mayim Bialik. Then we also have Swoozy Kurtz. We have Leslie Jordan and we have Cheyenne Jackson as our our four main stars. Um, I I have trouble saying my my. Oh, now I can't say it. Maylee Malim Bialik. Are you trying to say Mayim Bialik? Mayim. Yes, that's what I meant. For years and years, I've seen her name written on the credits of Blossom. Just didn't know how to say it. So I have this image of her name in my head, but I always too chagrined to say it. Like I don't, I don't want to, but the trick is she's pretty good. I will say if we're comparing (laughs) and contrasting, I know she's a good actor. I'm just saying in the role. She's literally been a professional actress since she was like seven years old. I didn't worked consistently through on hit movies, hit TV shows. I think she only took time off to like get her PhD and start a family. And then she jumped right back into Big Bang Theory, which whether you like it or not, was a very successful long running sitcom. Exactly. And um, and now just a couple months later has this other show that she's starring in. But um, Richard's going to. Richard's not formed an opinion yet on Mayim Bialik. Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying it took years of me watching her before I could form an opinion. But mainly in this show, I'm just comparing it to Miranda, which I love Miranda. Miranda, really quirky show about a very tall, lanky, odd, social, socially awkward and or someone with anxiety who's just 
puttering around through life, trying to do things, and awkward things are happening all around her, probably because of her unique traits. Um, so I'm just comparing um, Blossom's, uh, her take on it. And I think she's a good, like, stand-in for Miranda, but, like, she doesn't have the height factor. I definitely saw it with her haircut and her, the way they did her makeup and everything, that they they have the face in a similar style and her hair in a similar style as the Miranda. I think that's also just Maya Bialik's personal style. Like, she, you know, she dresses in different capacities depending on the character she's playing. Blossom was very fashionable. Mm -hmm. Her character of Amy on Big Bang Theory was, you know, a self-described nerd. And every outfit I saw Maya Bialik wearing in Call Me Cat seemed to be very close to how Maya Bialik dresses in her real life, which is why she, as a real person, as Maya Bialik, her family nominated her like 10 years ago to be on What Not to Wear. And she was ambushed. So that's so that's a nod to that in this premiere episode as she has this kind of like fantasy sequence of she would never host a show like What Not to Wear. She would host a show where she just goes up to people on the street and says, do you like your outfit? Do you feel comfortable? Do you care if anybody thinks poorly about your outfit choices? And the person's like, no, I love my outfit. I'm comfortable. I'm all good. And she's like, great. Keep wearing that. Yeah. So that's a that's a, a nod to that. It's really clever. So uh, that's fun. Yeah. This this show that it was inspired by. That's the other thing is the show Miranda is entirely based on who Miranda Hart is as a person. And if somebody has not watched it, you can watch it in the States. It kind of like every couple of years goes back and forth between being like on Hulu or like on Netflix or another subscription service. But it's not super difficult to track down. And I think it's currently available again on Hulu. The whole thing is it's based on Miranda Hart as a person. It's that classic story of someone's a stand-up comedian. Somebody does some material about their own life. And then they get a TV show that's a slightly fictionalized version of who they are as a person. And the point of view jokes that they were telling as a comedian so that's what was surprising to me also is that the show Miranda like went off the air like 10 years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a new show. Yeah. And then and that it was so much about Miranda Hart's life, which also if, if um you can't quite picture who Miranda Hart is, she was in a couple of seasons of called the midwife if anybody That's is right. a fan of that. And that was like a part of who her character was, was like, like like kind of like tall and awkward and um raised very posh but like didn't want to be part of everything that goes into being a posh british person that melissa mccarthy movie spy i believe was one of her big movie roles in the last few years oh uh, okay so that's how a lot of people saw her recently which maybe Maybe that all is relative, right? She does her show, Miranda. She gets to be on Call the Midwife. She gets to do these Hollywood movies. Maybe that's when she gets on the radar of people in the United States. And therefore, they bought her old show. You know, like maybe she had to become more popular. Who knows? This is all me conjecturing. But 
needless to say also thing things in hollywood go in cycles and there was a real real big trend from let's say 15 years ago or so of british shows trying to be adapted for the u.s market i'm not saying that's the first time it happened because for example stanford and sons back in the 70s that was a british show that then was adapted into the american version right also three's company came from the uk show man about the house all in the family was brought in from the uk Mm-hmm. really all in the family i thought yeah oh those were the days is what it used to be called in mm-hmm. in the uk okay so but it just seems like 15 ish years ago there was this huge trend of like they um they wanted to make the it version an american show they tried they shot a pilot with joel McHale, didn't work oh for it crowd i didn't know that the success story is the office that's what people think about of a successful mm-hmm. in recent history americanized version of a british show but again all of those were just like show concepts and not based around an individual's life true that's true if you think about it that's where it's kind of odd a departure here is it i don't remember the pilot of miranda because it was quite a while ago that i watched it but it had a lot of these same beats and it's almost like this is a, a pretty much copy of a lot of the plot in the original show like the the names are different, but the problems are the same. Well, the tricky job of any pilot is you've got to set up what's the premise of a show and who are these characters and what do they mean to each other and what are some of their defining personality traits. And so in Miranda, she is playing a character named Miranda and she runs a joke shop and she has an apartment above her joke shop it's like all one building and then she has a best friend who is like truly like her ally her ride or die someone who's just like never questions her and i was always just like yep we're best friends and then she has her snobbish posh mother who is always embarrassed by all the things that Miranda does just by being like her kind of clumsy self. And in the original Miranda Hart does so much physical comedy. She really plays up. Like she is a very tall woman. She's taller than most. And there's a lot of like clumsiness, tripping over things, slipping on banana peel kind of antics. Yeah. The only thing that Maya Mbalik came close to doing in this episode was when she had her purse stuck to the chair and she was pulling on it and pulling on it and it wouldn't release. So she just picked up the whole chair and left. I was like, Oh, that's a very Miranda move where she does something really physical, but I didn't see much more than that. In she this had her version. high kick. She did have a high kick. I forgot those high kicks where she kicked the guy. And that was not a stunt double. My Bialik, She's a high kicker. She's a high kicker. That was good. Um, I will say as for Tom Ellis versus Cheyenne Jackson, gosh, it's really hard to beat. Oh, I know. Gary. Oh, Gary. The the hots of Tom Ellis. They should have just got him from Lucifer real quick because I think Lucifer's 
probably almost over. So <laughs> that would have been great. They should have just cast him. In the role. I I would love it if he made a guest appearance because American audiences are familiar with who he is now because he yeah. So the guy that played Miranda's like awkward crush love interest um named gary in the original is tom ellis who has what season are they on now four of lucifer so he's the he's lucifer which i've never watched that show but when i saw mm-hmm. the commercials i was like gary, what? gary what's going on <laughs> so different because the character of gary was like the sweetest most understanding guy you ever could want to meet and um him playing the devil seemed quite the character reversal yeah. Yeah, quite a departure. Cheyenne Jackson will probably do a good job as the nice guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He already in this episode, you could see like, yep, he he's interested in Kat and he shares like her her not taking life too seriously point of view. And yeah, I I I think it'll be great. I'm really excited to to see Leslie Jordan yeah. in this role. Just because he has gotten really popular on Instagram mm-hmm. stories and Instagram and he just is a master storyteller. He is telling stories from his history or it could just be stories about the last 48 hours of his life and he just has that innate sense that some people do where they just know how to tell a story how to keep you engaged even if the story is just about something funny they read in the newspaper you are just on the edge of your seat and then you end up laughing at the end of this one and a half minute long story and it seems like this character he's playing and call me cat is more like who leslie jordan is as a person yeah, i could see that opposed to the character he played on will and grace that was just like always kind of like tit for tat doing bitchy stuff back and forth with karen Everly leslie yes yes um yeah especially in this episode when he said Oh, I've got to call my mama right now and let her know that I'm going to the crystal ballroom. I was like, no, this is very reminiscent of his stories about calling mama and doing this. And like you said, a simple Mm -hmm. story with just a little bit of a raconteur twist. He's good at that. Yeah. So, uh, I, th- I think is it's a tall order to ask someone to try to do their own kind of version of somebody else's story or personality. But I think Mayim Bialik does a good job. Just like the original, there's a lot of like turning to the camera, talking to the audience as if they're a friend or a confidant or her her diary or something. There's a lot of like nods to that. And I think Mayim yeah. Bialik does it really well. And I'm wondering, um, I really didn't watch a lot of Blossom when I was growing up, but I do remember the theme song. It starts with her setting up her video camcorder in her bedroom and she's like dancing and stuff. Was that a part of her character of Blossom? Like, did she record herself or was that just like something they did for the, the theme song? I definitely have vague memories of her even doing some vlogging 
back before that was a thing. Like she'd set up the video camera and talk to it and do different things. But I mean, I've forgotten most of Blossom other than the theme song too. But I just have this idea or this impression that she used the video camera more than once that it did pop up. Yeah. Halfway through this episode and she was talking to the camera. I just had this flash of, was that a character trait of Blossom of like, recording video diaries of herself but she handles it well it's a very unusual thing in actually kind of like what we were saying in fresh prince yesterday that like will would like turn oh yeah and look at the camera as like an outsider and he was looking to the audience as like okay this is all like new to me so i'm gonna like turn to you guys and give my funny you know expressions of like i can't believe that just happened she's doing it in call me cat and i like it i i think it's funny i mean i like british humor but i think this is like a great american version of a british show yeah and i'll agree with that i wonder what my impression would be if i never saw miranda what i would just think of this going in blind yeah. because I, i'm almost forced to compare it to the original show, which I love the original show, but I did like this too. So this has a potential for me to branch off and go in whatever direction it needs to go on. Kind of like the American office. It started in the same place as UK office, but branched off and went in a totally different direction. I liked it. I heard that the three camera sitcom is kind of making a comeback and I liked that. Yeah. So this is a three camera sitcom, but it, is having fun with right. the format. So, and the jokes were like fun wordplay, but I was, I never could get to the punchline before the, the punchline arrived. You know what I mean? Like I was still pleasantly surprised okay. by yeah. all of the jokes. And then there was just like this really sweet message at the core of this episode. So it's, it's basically like cat, gets invited to her friend's vow renewal ceremony and she is given the option to have a plus one. So then when she talks to her friend about it, her friend's like, well, yeah, you can bring a plus one, but you can only bring a plus one if it's like someone you're serious about, someone you've been with for months. And she was planning on bringing Leslie Jordan's character, who is her employee and friend at the cat cafe. And she was just like, well, how is that fair? Like, I cared, you know, I care more about this guy as my friend than I have about any guy I've been in a relationship with lately. And he shared this sweet story of how much it would like mean to him to go to the venue where we're having uh, <laughs> the reception. And so it just really got it like this, this essence of like, you can be perfectly fine with being single, but you can also just like wish that there were times when you just had somebody to do things with that you didn't have to like call around to have someone be like your friend date to something or someone to help you out if you have to lift a couch or whatever. And I was like, that's that's true. You can be perfectly happy being single and you can also just have times when you're like, I just wish... Yeah. I just wish somebody else was here to like do some fun stuff with. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good message, good episode. I'll be anxious to see where they go with it. Yeah. And I loved that they kept the British tradition. It's not just a Miranda tradition, it's a British tradition for anybody that watched other 
uh, multicam British sitcoms. I'm thinking of the show, um, Are You Being Served? That's a very British thing that at the end of the episode, everybody just kind of like breaks character. It's like the end of a play where everybody comes out and takes a bow. Right. And they did that in this in this episode. And I hope they keep it up. I think it's a very fun thing. I've never seen it done before on an American right. show. Yeah. So I was happy to see it too. And then it's fun because at the end of the original show and in this one, yeah, they all came out and they broke character and they waved at the audience kind of like a bow. But then it turned into an additional scene almost. Like they just started acting again and then it fades away. And I was like, oh, that's so cute because I was thinking in the world of the show, those people weren't all at Miranda's apartment, but then when they unbroke character, then all of a sudden they were all at her apartment. And I was like, oh, that's funny. They weren't at Kat's apartment either. So go check it out on either Fox.com, Fox Now app, or Hulu. Meow, 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 meow. And scene. Stop all your fussing. Slap on a smile. Come out and walk in the sun for a while. Don't like the feeling. You know you wanna have a good time. And in my opinion, nation, the sun is gonna surely shine.